0: what's up Jay Hart? <laughs> uh what's up man how you doing how you doing i'm solid i am uh solid uh did you have a good weekend pretty good did uh what did i do saturday saturday i did a couple podcasts when i saw don uh yes. for the Adi- adidas little celebratory thing issue one yeah issue one so shout out to don um nothing mm-hmm. about it went Just bowling some, yeah went bowling um killed don in bowling and, <laughs> Jace, and john collins and royce uh we got lucky bro <laughs> and then no, you're actually
1: good you're actually really
0: good golf uh, got on the course for the first time um what happened really ever first one and a half holes was just the worst experience so i ended up quitting <laughs> um one and a half holes in i won't say quit i took a break Hiatus. Yeah, I, yeah 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 i uh, took a break for the next three holes and then uh seven eight nine I did pretty. I did, I did pretty. Uh, I don't, I'm not gonna say I did pretty well. I did better than Way what I better, did. I was able. Like, sure. But was, I'm gonna blame the clubs a little bit because they weren't that yeah, big. That's exactly it. Um, you know, and it's funny because it's like it's like baseball. It's like the harder you try to swing, this the results are just terrible. Then you'll but,
1: swing really soft and it'll just go flying. Yeah, exactly. It makes no
0: sense. So once I started kind of figuring that out, you know, it, it was The course better. was beautiful. Though. Oh, beautiful! It was beautiful. It was it. Beautiful? Was it my, Monarch Resort, Monarch Beach, Monarch uh, Beach, Laguna Beach, Golf Links. Yep. The third hole was literally on the beach. Like. Yeah, it was. It was beautiful. I'm not sure if I. Uh, well, I was about to say if I ever played a better course, but I haven't played any any, <laughs> it's any the best other courses, course you've ever played. The best course I've ever played. Yeah, so it was it was nice. It was beautiful. Yeah, and then so, uh, we got Vegas tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going up to Vegas tomorrow. Um, got to do some, get some stuff done, um, and then after that, I'm a i am I might hit it. You know, mean you might have to hit a couple golf courses over there and watch some of the summer league games. Watch, you know, the Pelicans kill it. Um, You're gonna meet your uh, your your front office for the first time. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm just, for me, I'm just really excited just to move on and have a fresh start. I think that's the biggest thing for me. Um, like I've always said, I was grateful for uh, my two years here in LA, uh, but now you know it's a it's a fresh start, a great opportunity for um not only myself but bi um and zoe so it's it's a- very AKA exciting the beignet boys yeah the beignet boys man so we, we can adopt zion into that and you know we just got jj so if jj they wants want. to have a be a beignet boy you know he can be a little honorary member jj's um, got a podcast he does you know me and jj going to do a little pod for pod um but nah man it's it's been a good week how's uh your weekend going
1: Weekend was pretty good. Still uh, still doing the house search thing, trying to figure out where I'm going to live, looking in different parts of town. Um, King is making it a little difficult. I have, a, I forget if I mentioned this in another episode or not, but I have a really big dog, so that kind of restricts where I can live. Um, so that's been consuming me, but uh, but not Vegas should be fun. I'm going to have to work a ton, but for me, it'll just be like a change of scenery, just somewhere else to be on my laptop. Um, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to stay for Summer League, but I'm definitely going to come out there for like a day or two while you're out there.
0: Yeah. So that's why that's I feel like the convenience for you, obviously. Um, you starting cut and sew with um two other partners, Sean and Devin. It's cool because you can kind of work remote and, and go to different places. So, you know, like you said, you go going be in Vegas for two, three days, um, kind of just getting away, getting a new scenery where you would still be in, but um, you know, kinda of do everything that you were gonna do you know, here. Um Yeah. I mean at times I'll have to like be, you know, meet with clients
1: and yeah. stuff that then I'll definitely have to be in LA for. But no, it's good. I can, you know, I got as long as I got my laptop and, and can be attentive for anybody that needs me. Yeah then, uh, exactly. And I'm man.
0: good. And that kind of makes way for uh, you know, some frequent frequent trips to uh New Orleans, man. So, hey go. so you got, you got the, a bedroom for me? Uh, hey man, I'm uh well, right now I'm uh homeless down in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> I have haven't had a home yet. So um hopefully I can kind of get that done soon. Yeah. And How's then, uh, that process?
1: Like, did they, did the team introduce you to somebody?
0: Uh, yeah, I got it. I got it. Um, Griff put me in touch with this great, um, great realtor uh, down there. So we're looking at homes um, to rent, hopefully to rent out uh, first of all. But, you know, if not, um, yeah, I can see myself uh, being in New Orleans for a while. Like, yeah. you know, I always said I'm a loyal guy and um, I'm very excited with the the team that we have, the talent that we have, and the front court makes it uh, just talking to them the last several days or several weeks or just yeah several days several weeks. Um, it just makes me that much more excited to be a part of the um, New Orleans organization. So I think we're going to make a lot of noise. A lot of people, you know, they're going to they're going to see the talent. But they're going to be like, oh, they're going they're going to be young. We they won't be able to do it, but. I think the addition to JJ is going to be really good. Um, Drew is a an amazing vet, um, and you know hopefully we'll see see what else happens with yeah. free agency. It's a big it's a big uh big Sunday. We're we're recording this intro at
1: Sunday. At what time is it?
0: It is almost
1: almost six o'clock okay, on Sunday. So Sunday six o'clock. What have we seen so far? We've seen Tobias is staying. We've seen uh, KD to Brooklyn. We've seen. Lo's undecided. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kawhi's undecided. Yep. Yeah, JJ to New, New Orleans.
0: JJ, Julius to um, New York. New York. Um, Malcolm going to Indiana. Uh, Indiana Bojan uh, to, to Utah. Utah. It's, been, it's been some good moves. Ricky's going to Phoenix. So it's yeah. been some, some good moves. A lot of um, I feel a lot of teams kind of made some noise. Uh, you know, in this free agency. So it's going to be it's going to be good. I think that the league is still wide open and. Um, you know it'll be interesting. Yeah, shout out TB. Yeah, man, T- my man TB got he he got what he deserved, man. He uh, works hard, does what he's supposed to do. Gets a little wild at times in terms of yelling on the court and being hyped, but that's not a bad thing. Um, uh, but yeah, man, he signed a yeah. three-year, twenty-five million dollar contract to stay with the Withers, So excited for him, man. It's been um, a long journey for him. You know, just kind of knowing. Um, the situation he's been in but uh you know the the, everything pays off yeah it's
1: interesting the the first first round second round whole thing because for those of you guys that don't know anyone who gets drafted in the first round is a guaranteed contract so you know you're for lack of a better word safe financially uh for you know Mm -hmm. three to four years depending on your deal but the only downside to that is you're locked into that three or four so until a certain point so if you go out you know do really really well you know you can't necessarily renegotiate whereas if you're drafting the second round it's nothing's guaranteed uh-huh. so tb for example drafted in the same class as you second round so didn't have any guaranteed money risked and uh, not risked it but was at more of a risk and and now was able to negotiate earlier
0: the first round obviously you always want to be a first round pick just because you have that stability and you have that um that guarantee but sometimes it pays off to be a second-round pick in terms of you see guys like um, TV, obviously, who just got a good good contract. Uh, along, with Malcolm Brogdon, who just got an amazing contract. Uh, Alonzo Traer, who was undrafted, who um, you know, got a, I think it was two-year, $7 million deal, I think, yeah. um, with New, uh, New York. Va- Van Lee, was he? Van Van was, he Van was not drafted. I don't, was, was Fred? He definitely wasn't a first rounder. No, he definitely wasn't a first rounder I don't know if he was. On I don't his know second if he was drafted. Yard. I don't know, but yeah, he he did well. I think he makes like nine a year. Yeah. Um, so it's it, sometimes it, it helps, but you know we're we're saying the successful ones, and you know obviously there's a lot for sure who um, who weren't able to find that success but um sometimes it's a good thing sometimes it's a bad thing it's all really just based on where you go and opportunity if you're somewhere and you know someone gets hurt and you and you kind of get to step up and you seize that opportunity um early then you know you you put yourself in a good position but if you're in a uh, a good organization a playoff team who already had the roster kind of set yeah then and you're sitting there trying to you know just make your way kind of buy time um you know it's frustrating because you can get to that second second year oh uh, yeah third year and you're just saying like Man, i'm not sure what i'm gonna do next year yeah. so it's there's good and Gym there's bad yeah
1: um i hope you guys like that that little bonus episode we did with chris broussard that was yeah, exciting that, that kind of came out of nowhere too
0: it did that i mean i know we talked about it because i got here i landed friday you were telling me we, we were going to do chris on Saturday. I was like, okay, cool. We will do that. Um and then you hit me later and you were like, "Oh yo, let's do like a special uh free agency, you know, podcast or a free agency edition with with Chris." And I'm just saying like, "Okay, yeah, that's a good yeah. idea." And it, and it, it went really well. Um you know, you know, shout out to you guys, the you know, the fans. Um, who listened to it? Um, I think it was a really good, but definitely gotta give you a lot of that credit. Appreciate it, bro. With um, you know, coming up with that idea and uh you gotta you know, move
1: fast. Gotta gotta stay relevant. Definitely, so this podcast game is. Yeah, know,
0: I think that's the biggest thing you can. We t- want we want all the smoke, <laughs> yeah, exactly. as our producer says. <laughs> um, I, I guess you, you can talk to it, but this podcast is a growing space, but. Um, it's so cool just because it's always growing and people are always learning and it's about what's kind of hot right now. So obviously, are, are people going to listen to Chris make free agency predictions in two weeks from now? No, but that's what's going on at the moment. And that's why you can kind of just seize um, every opportunity and every moment um, in, in the podcasting world. And I think that's what's really dope. And you can kind of talk to that because I saw you it was earlier today i so saw you into google searching like googling like the future of podcasting and really <laughs> trying to learn about where podcasting is so where do you think podcasts is kind of headed yeah i mean i think it's the new radio i think i
1: was, I was listening to the joe rogan podcast who's like the godfather I've been doing it since mm-hmm. 2009 2010 he had charlamagne on um and he, he said to charlamagne you know you're the last great standing like radio host left um and everything else is just is just going to be straight podcasts Mm -hmm. it's the same thing that like happened with music and tv it's like people don't want to you know be told when to tune in or plan their day around having to catch a certain episode they want to listen to what they want when they want and that's what podcasting is and it really um wow our dog dog just came in Nova. so nova knows i don't know if you guys heard that but nova knows how to open doors so she literally just ran in um totally lost my train of thought um podcasting audio you
0: yeah you can listen to it whenever you don't have to be told when and where and etc for sure
1: i think that's why it's going to be so big more and more people are going to be getting smartphones spotify is doubling down on podcasts they have 200 million users um apple is where 52 percent of podcasts are consumed right now because it's already on your phone obviously Mm -hmm. um i think more and more people are going to start having them more and more athletes shout out to you for being you know pretty early on that on that train um you know, we were talking earlier about KD, uh, how he, you know, he's pretty smart. He has this this you know IP that he's looking to grow called the Boardroom, and he said, "I'm going to make my announcement on the Boardroom." And I see podcasting as something similar. It's just a platform that you own and it's yours, and you can control your narrative. And you know, down the line, if you have you know news that you want to break or a story that you want to tell, you know, you'll have spent all this time building building up this entity mm-hmm. to allow yourself to do that, which I think is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I think it is cool, and, and it was. Crazy to see KD how he did that, and I think it was front the that morning or you know free agency, the morning of free agency. Um, said he had 25k. Um, and then when we looked at it last, it was that um it was over well over 200k, and it was just like dang, he just grew that much that yeah. fast. So it's crazy and it's amazing, especially for for NBA players because we already have a platform, so we can already have an audience. But it's for me, this is like my first time ever, you know, obviously my first time ever podcasting. But I never really listened to podcasts really yeah. that much. And um, now starting it, um, you know, I've listened to a podcast a little bit more. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know, it's just what's in. It's just cool. It's just because it's just so relatable. Yeah. It's so... Um, in tune with what's going on now and there's I think no, that's there's the no, format. Thing. You yeah, there's no format. You can just make it whatever you want. And, you know, we had Ebe and Todd Gurley. Um we had those guys on. You can listen to Todd's and you can listen to Ebes a year down a yeah. year from now. Yeah. Two years from now. Three years from now. Mm-hmm. And it's, so it's like you're able to interview these guys and it's kind of timeless. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what was really cool about podcasts because obviously with radio it's like where am I going to go to find something yeah. they were talking about a year ago? Yeah. And that's still, that's going to be fascinating to yeah. me. But with podcasting is just something that feels just so timeless. And you can just go back and listen to podcasts years down the line. It was like, yeah, this is still, you know, really good stuff.
1: Yeah. In 2016, like when the whole election happened, a lot of people said it was like Twitter. It was like the, the year of Twitter. Like Twitter was what it really influenced that election. And there's a lot of people saying for this 2020 election that podcasting and the audio space is going to be what does it. I mean there's this one called Pod Save America and it's just huge. But uh I mean all the major candidates who are gonna be running for president have started to make their rounds and, and started to appear on all the podcasts and stuff and um I mean the listenership is just huge. It's uh it's really interesting.
0: Yeah, man. Right. So I don't know, I guess with, with that said, uh I think we're gonna hop into the third episode yeah. of the lighthearted podcast. This I is guess a big technically one. fourth episode technically fourth, technically of course fourth. Was a bonus, but. yeah. Um, so we'll go with close friend of yours. Yeah. Close friend of mine. Um, competitor, someone who's an amazing person. You guys are going to hear his story. You know, Adidas, uh, newest member of the signature shoe line. Um, Donovan Mitchell of the Utah jazz.
1: Yeah. Please. If you haven't already give us five stars, give us a review, tell us what you like. Again, always trying to improve. Always trying to listen to you guys. Want you guys to feel like you're on this journey with us as we're learning, um, as always any suggestions are welcome
0: definitely so let's get into it cool welcome everybody to another episode of lighthearted podcast i'm josh hart this is matt hillman um my brother, co-host, you guys know him. And today we got Donovan Spider Mitchell um, with us today. Um, I mean, you don't really need much introduction. Um, everything that you've done in the league the last two years has been very um, impressive. Uh, you know, the person you are off the court is very impressive. And we're just kind of going to dive into it. You know, we're at the Mamba Sports Academy. And, um, yeah, I had to I up the location today. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't know <laughs> if it was a very suitable spot to bring a bottle of wine, so... We just won't have one <laughs> no on one the one podcast separate. today, but it's all good. <laughs> I'm so, surprised
1: we're uh, we're sitting here after the, the battle that went down the bowling alley the other night.
0: That I kicked his ass in? Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Take mine too. It was uh, the first yeah, game. I you know. only played one game. You only played one game, but that's, I, I I get to talk trash. So we only we got have one. And and we should have definitely stayed. And
1: I would have, I only lost by like 10, 12.
0: Oh, that's it? You huh. kind of
1: slowed up at the end too. You left the door open, and then yeah, we, 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 right we, we the kind of gave it to you. Both of yeah. y'all did it actually. Yeah, for yeah, real. It was I just a, didn't capitalize. The first
0: one I had like eight, but then I had a strike, and then like four spares in a row, and I was on. And then after that, it was just like yeah. five, yeah. six, maybe Trash. like an eight. Yeah, and it, it got
2: just, back to reality. Is what it was. That's what I'm saying. We played another game. Would have been fine.
1: How did How did you guys? When did you guys first meet? I know you guys. You guys are pretty close it we oh, it's there? weird,
0: because we don't really know, cause Was it through E? It, it, yeah, it was, it was through e. e, because my senior year, my roommates were Jalen Brunson, Eric, um, um, I would say Packle, because that's, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's my man, I always be like, yo, Packle, um, E, and um, Danny Grace, one of the walk-ons, um, so they was obviously childhood friends, best friends growing up, so I always, like, butt into the conversation, and I know he was, like, one day he was talking to uh, E about, like, he didn't know if I should come out, all he hear me in the back, Donovan, you better take your ass out. <laughs> 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 He's like, you about not go back to school. Every, him um, and Eric would say the same thing yeah, every yeah. time. Um, and that's kind of how we started. And then we met, the met, yeah, met at the Combine. Um, after the Combine, we met at the Utah workout. Um, <laughs> we can talk about that. The, yeah, we met at the Utah workout. And that's kind of how we just kind yeah. of mm. um, started our our friendship.
1: There's a pre-draft process bring guys closer together because it's just such like a grueling. I think so. Yeah.
2: You know, because there's not many of you that go through it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think obviously this world is real small. You know what I mean? So like everyone knows everyone that knows someone who's friends with somebody. So yeah. then you finally meet them and you spend time with them and you go through a tough workout and then you got to, you're in the cold tub. You're on the plane yeah. in the airport. It's just like a older version of AU. Like mm-hmm. really, if you think about it, that's how that's how I look at it. It's just from everybody's kind of just. Oh, you worked out here? How was that workout? Yeah, oh, that three-minute run was crazy. Like, yeah. Like, like that type of stuff. Yeah. And,
0: so, and sometimes, I'm not sure if it was for you as much, but like for, for me, just like the reigns that I was in, I was I probably worked out with some of the same guys like five, six, yeah. seven mm-hmm. times. Just either they're on my team and thrown out there or something, or I'm going against them. So it's like, I mean, you always start forming friendships just because you guys are seeing each other mm-hmm. that much. And you guys mm-hmm. have the same goal. so you're trying to push each other to get to that goal. Um... And yeah, I mean, you just spend a lot of yeah. time.
1: It's a funny thing in general about the league. I feel like people, fans who are outside of it, see, you know, the competition on the court and they think that you guys aren't actually friends. Mm-hmm. But then off the court, it's like, you know, so you see someone get paid, everyone's really happy. Yeah. And then you see hanging out in the off season. So a
0: lot a lot of people are like, a lot of people have that competitive mindset. I, f- I remember, I forgot what, I don't, where was I? I think I was in Utah. I take it down, like, yo, you trying to get something? He was like, Nah, bro. I'll see you after the game. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was yeah, like, this I, year. I was yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I was like, hey. I, and as I, I, the competitor, I, I'm like, you know what? I get it. You know. No, so hey, I, yeah. I did that.
2: I did that because I went to dinner with Jalen Brown before we played them in Utah, mm-hmm. and he he went at me like he went at me. He got me pretty good in the first half. In the second half, I kind of got him back. But then he hit the game winning three for game. And I was, we were just chilling at the house the night before that, and it just didn't sit right. right like so I was That's like, tough. you know, like, I can't I can't do that. And Then <laughs> this past year, um, Jay Crowder and Jonas are very close, and Jonas had just got traded to the uh, the Warriors, mm-hmm. and he had to tip in after going over mm-hmm. to Jay's house for the night before. So I was like, you know what? It's just bad luck. Yeah. I'm 0 for 2. We're 0 for 2 when that stuff mm-hmm. happens. So I was like, nah, like, I'm not
0: going nowhere to eat. I'll see <laughs> <the> you <year> after. <laughs> Smart. Yeah, I was like, all right, cool. I'm just staying in the house, order some. Uh... I they I ordered, like, I don't like Postmates PF chains. I was just like watch the movie pregame meal of champions uh, exactly
2: is. shout out pf Changs <laughs> too in utah
1: um so what happened at the utah workout you hinted at it
0: all right so this is my thought process going into the workout because he went to louisville so i saw him at louisville but he wasn't able to really come kind of boogie how he really was able to boogie so i'm sitting there like i right. he can attack the re- the basket dumb athletic um got a good handle I was like, I'm not sure, you know, if he can really shoot because he didn't really show it um, as much at Louisville. So I'm like, all right, I'm going, to go in, I'm going I'm to sag off a little bit, make, make him prove that he can shoot. Just, and this is his <laughs> word, first word, he, he shot the shit out of the ball, bro. <laughs> and it wasn't like just catch and shoot. It was dribble moves, step backs, you know, deep NBA threes. And that was like the only time I really, in that whole th- like workout process, I was just like... Damn, I got my ass busted. I, so I like, actually remember you, you hitting me after the workout. You were like, yeah, like, cause, yeah, you, yeah, you're like, yeah, was the one. Yeah, not going you to Utah. How, <laughs> it, yeah. They're like, how's it go? And I'm just sitting there like, yeah, you know, Utah. You know, they oh. said they like me, but uh, I got my ass busted, <laughs> 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 and like that's how it was. So I'm just sitting there like, and I'm talking to uh, you guys, coach after um, after the workout, mm-hmm. and he's sitting there saying, you know, obviously they can't guarantee anything. You know, they they like um, they like me. They had. 30 at the time. And I'm just sitting there looking like after that after that showing? <laughs> ain't no way if y'all draft me after that showing, y'all I don't know what y'all doing. Now, people but, don't understand.
2: I so like every time when there's a pre-draft workout, I used to watch film on everybody I was going yeah, against. Yeah. So like I watched everything because it was really watch gonna be new dribble spin every time going right. <laughs> That's what I I knew it was coming every time. And then uh who else was it? Me, you and Frank. Those are like the three mm-hmm. guards. So I was like, all right, let me just watch. So I watched Kansas games and Villanova games. Yep. It was my first workout, so I had time to yeah. be, I had time to be like, all right, this is I know. So like, I mm-hmm. knew y'all like the back of my hand at one point. I was like, all right, cool. Like I know what he's gonna do here, I know what he's gonna do there. And then offensively, I just it was just a good day. It was it was a good day. Like I just and I didn't really yeah. think I thought it was good, but I didn't know the impact it had on the team really. Like they didn't show no signs or nothing Shit, like I the did. whole story about <laughs> about the whole like I'll Like I'm the GM said Like I'll fire you, you If you didn't say anything Like I didn't realize really? Like they had a great poker face Cause it was just You would have thought I just had a solid workout wow. Like It was like Yeah you know You look good You know And then talking about Certain things Like eating and right And all that other stuff But there was no like We're blown wow. away yeah. So like I came out To work out like Okay I have to do that Every workout For mm-hmm. me to even Like I have to do so it have Even, bu- even yeah. better You know what I mean So that's where my head was at But that was a good day Damn that Had was, you ever been To Salt Lake City before no,
1: that w- Never been So like that was what was the first impression like
2: so you know obviously being from new york it's like you know skyscrapers and, yeah. and busy mm-hmm. like that's and busy you know, and traffic and all that so when i got there it was like it was just quiet and you know sure. there's there nothing there was yeah. nothing around like the people were just walking by about the day very nice and for me it was like wow like this is this is dope mm-hmm. you know people walking around saying hi to you on the street don't even know what who you are what you're there for yeah. you know you come from new york where it's like you bump into someone, they don't say yeah. nothing to you, all that. So everybody has their AirPods exactly. in. Exactly, yeah. it was like a change of change yeah. of scenery for me, which mm-hmm. I needed. You yeah. know, and then when I got to the facility, like you remember the chef, uh, yeah, uh, Bernie, mm-hmm. Bernie was there. Her, her name is Bernie. She was there. She was so nice to yeah, us. She was cooking always, it up, like being real, real cool with us. And I've never, I was like, wow, like this is this is like a homie yeah. type yeah. vibe yeah. in a different field. Yeah. So I was like, man, this is this would be dope. But they were twenty one, so I was hoping to go up to about top fifteen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, it sucks that they're 21 or 23, whoever it yeah. was. So I really kind of was like, all right, there's no, there's no way I'm going to go there. Once mm-hmm. my workout started getting better and better. So I had teams in the 15, 16 range thinking like, all right, that's where I'm probably going to go. So I, got, I was a little upset that I wasn't going to go to Utah. But then when it happened, it was like, man, like this is – it all came like full circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Uh, speaking of uh, New York and just kind of talk about your upbringing in terms of obviously your dad – was a, a minor league player, um, then not end up working for Mets. Um, obviously, you're very close to your mom, very close to your little mm-hmm. sister Jordan. Talk about your upbringing, and just kind of how that started to form, you know, who you are, you know, as a player. Because you see, it, like, you're an amazing person. Mm-hmm. You're on the court, you're a killer. Um, Family oriented. Family oriented, and just kind of talk about how you know your upbringing made you who you you know yeah. who you are.
2: Um, so I grew up in Westchester, New York. Um. I went to school in Greenwich, Connecticut. So that's where people ask me, where am I really from? Like, mm-hmm. that's where that piece comes from. I grew up in New York, went to school in Connecticut. Been, in, I still live in Connecticut now. Um, spent a lot of time down there with my dad, with the Mets organization. So I was around professionals a lot. Um, so that's really... I, I didn't realize the impact it would have and how it played into, you know, as far as me knowing a routine and the schedule mm-hmm. starting to play. Like, that stuff started to click for me. And I'm a little bit earlier than most people because I'd already been around it um but as far as like the way i carry myself in my life like my mom was huge on being like because she didn't expect this my dad knew sports mm-hmm. my mom knew education and, and everything else like that was that was the dynamic of it so my mom was like good person working school she didn't think the nba was going to happen none of that it was all like get your grade get your mm-hmm. degree and focus on that and i didn't really listen to her obviously you know like mm-hmm. at, at first yeah, yeah, whatever. yeah like something like am thinking like all right cool like whatever but it got to a point then I started to really start to lock in on that. And as I, as my game started to raise, I started to lock in it even more. So it kind of worked out perfectly. Um, and that's why I handled myself the way I handled myself, you know, as far as, you know, you treat everybody the same. You know, it doesn't matter if it's the most important person in the world or, or like whatever it may be, like you got to treat everybody the same because we all actually, and we're, at the end of the day, we're all equal people. Yes. At the end of the day, like, you know, the impact that we As athletes have on people i think is is something we can't take for granted you know i think a lot of people change when they get to this life and there's no point because i grew up where you know this wasn't supposed to be a thing this wasn't supposed to be a thought i know you feel the same way like this wasn't supposed to happen and now that it is here it's like all right like you can't change change up and and be like all right like i'm the shit. like no
1: like that's not that's not how i was raised that's not how it's supposed to be yeah. so i pay my, I thank then, my family for that the same people like you pass on the way up be the same ones you pass on the way down because exactly. knock on wood but Never this shit doesn't last forever exactly. no, it doesn't at all. yeah it doesn't um you, and you played baseball growing up baseball, too right yeah. when did when yeah. did you start to take basketball more seriously i broke my wrist my 10th grade
2: year and that's when playing baseball playing baseball
0: um was it, was it hit by a pitch slur, no, slur, stolen base that's, that's a stupid play to be honest with you um
2: so I'm playing short. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I have a third baseman, I have a, cat, a catcher. So it's a pop fly. The third baseman immediately says, I can't see it, and runs off, like, out the way. I don't know why, but like, that's <laughs> like, that's what he did. So he runs away. And then the catcher took two steps in, like, the wrong direction. So I'm, I process all that. I'm like, all right, cool. He's not going to get it. And the third baseman's checked out, so I'm like, I'm the closest dude to it. So it's right in front of the uh, coaching box, right, right okay. by the third base. So I'm sprinting to it, head up like this not seeing anything next to me so i catch a mix up ground and we collide into each other so my hand was like this and wrist ended up going like that yeah it yeah. was it was tough and, and this was in the spring so you this was in the missed like a u yeah. you missed a u that's yeah it. And that was that was hard yeah and that was summer that before was your hard. junior before my junior so for, that's when for you guys listening that's when that's when that's, that's when you, that's you get really that's yeah. when like that's on like blow up like that's when that really starts yeah. like that's when you start to take off and so we were playing against like jalen brown mm-hmm. we we're playing against all these dudes remember the neo twins yeah yeah like, two, like we were playing against them and getting killed so like i'm sitting there just on the sideline having to watch <laughs> like this is tough mm-hmm. and that's when my love for basketball really started to to wow. grow and then we had a providence elite camp in august and i finally got clear this is my first time playing basketball and i kicked everybody's ass like i came out and just was i had so much energy yeah. and so uh-huh. much going so it was me you know jared terrell
0: yeah
2: uh caleb joseph malika oh, yeah. um remember pascal from syracuse pascal yeah you told you. yeah. like yeah. we were all there on the same team because we were all recruits and we we're playing against everybody eric was there eric mm-hmm. had a eric had a, a very good day that day mm-hmm. um so we were all there and it was like i was out there just having the time of my life and that's when my love for basketball really just had separated and that's when i was like all right like this is what i want to do.
0: Um. Uh, I kind of want to take taking a step back, I guess, um, from that because I want to get it more into that a little bit more. But I feel like we kind of had similar um, experiences in terms of where you know where we went to school at. Because you you know like you, said, you went you went to but um, the Greenwich, Greenwich Greenwich County County, County okay, Greenwich Country, Country Day, Day. Yeah, yeah. and that's not you know just a regular school. It's, mm. You got, you have to have money yeah. to go there, yeah. and you, you know, and that's how it was for us at Sidwell, and it was just like it's hard. And just talk about your thought process because like you don't have money, no. so it's like you're going to a place where everyone has money. And I remember mm-hmm. like when I went there, people were like, "Yo, we about to." First, I go in public school, so like you couldn't leave. I was like, you couldn't leave the campus, couldn't do yeah. anything. And then like lunchtime, they're like, "Yo, we about to go to Chipotle." I'm just like. i don't got the bread i don't got the bread to go to chipotle and it's like a seven dollar burrito but i'm just like i don't got the bread to go to chipotle i got money to get to and from school and that's it that's so talk about that because that i mean for me i like i hate i hated it when i was there i hated driving down georgetown driving mm -hmm. through potomac when i lived with them i had to drive through potomac um you know to get to school every day and i was just sitting there like you see these big ass mansion Mm -hmm. on this like you know, one, two, three acre lot. And I'm mm-hmm. just sitting there like, oh, fuck this, man. I don't, <laughs> like I can't, like this, this ain't reality for me. Yeah. Like I, I don't got this. Yeah, so just talk about your mind, your your thought process on that. You know, it's funny
2: you say that because that plays a lot into why my shoe is the poorest point at the way it is. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. I mean to just throw that out there, but it's to nah, we talk about that. Yeah. It's like that's why it is what it is. You know. Um, because our growing up, you know, people under like obviously there are kids who go to sc- public school who mm-hmm. like come out from like nothing, you know what I'm saying? So when you think of oh he went to private school, you think that he had they money. It. You think yeah. It's like it's different when you're given a scholarship to mm-hmm. go there, you know what I'm saying? So you come from not having nothing to I went to public school for four years and then went right to private school. Yeah. So like there was no like middle ground. So I'm going from, you know, lunch being three twenty five, you gotta bring in like However many quarters, you know what yeah. I'm saying, all that stuff. So you go from that to like catered lunches now. And mm-hmm. you're like, now, now I'm like I wanna hang out on the weekends at my friend's house. Like I got lost. My first time ever going to my friend's house, CJ Tyler, I got lost in the house for fifteen minutes. <laughs> like I got lo- literally got lost in the house. Like that's how big the house is. So I'm like, so we go out we go out to places and it's like, you know, as a kid you don't wanna you don't wanna ask your friends like, yo, can I get something so like when you be at a round like a large table? you know, you, you kind of dug off. You're like, all right, like I'm not hungry today. I already ate, mm-hmm. you know, like you got to come up with excuses and that's a tough feeling for a kid, you know? So that was, that was, I would say that's probably the toughest part about going to public school, like a I, I private school. I mean, I love, I'm so happy I went because it made me like, you know, who I am more aware mm-hmm. of what, like Definitely. and, and, and business wise, it helps me a lot because I understand different things, but like that was one of the toughest parts having to go and like you know, when you have a hole in your pants, you can't get it fixed. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I used to go hard at recess. I mean, it's like a third, fourth, fifth grade. You're going hard, diving for balls on the, on the concrete. So you come in, your stuff scuffed up, and you got to wear those pants. You scuffed up on Monday, you still got to wear them on Wednesday, mm-hmm. Thursday. So that's when it real. That's what really was the toughest part. So when I made my, when I had my shoe, it was like, okay, how do I make a shoe? How do I get kids? From all different type of financial backgrounds to be included on one thing, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, you know, and if it wasn't for certain teachers that I had um helping me out with clothes, I wouldn't have had nothing you know yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't have had clothes. my mom had to pay the little money we had for me and my sister to go to private school, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, so we didn't we didn't have a lot as far as that goes, so then it was like, all right, how do I find a way to unite and make everybody like like equal like we were talking mm-hmm. about. So that's what really went into the hundred dollar thing. And I wish I wish more athletes would do that. You know, I wish yeah. more athletes would find ways to <laughs> Stefan Marbury was a visionary. Exactly. <laughs> <Here's from Donna laughs> he, out, I would have had like five five yeah, pairs what? of those. You know what I mean? So I think I wish more athletes would do that. And just maybe even if it's exclusive releases, stuff like that, because you know, obviously there are kids who can't afford it, but there are kids who can't afford it and then watch these kids have, have it all. all this, yeah. mm-hmm. like that's tough for a kid. You know, when yeah. you're a kid and you don't have much but everybody around you doesn't have much, it's a little it's bit clear. different. It's easier. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. I, I hate to say it's easy yeah. but it's not easy but it's, it's easier in that way because you know, you're with, you're with you your friends don't, friends have, you yeah. don't yeah. have, you know what I mean? But then when you're out and your friends are, like my friend, when we were 16, my friends had Lamborghinis. I'm out, like, I'm out here like I'm out here like that's
1: different. Like yo, like this I got, is I got this, this bus is crazy. Pass.
2: <laughs> you know what I mean? But like rightfully, like they yeah. worked for it. Like nothing, yeah. like nothing against them. They worked for it, and yeah. I'm, you know, I'm still friends with a lot of them to this day yeah. because they're they're great people. Like there's nothing wrong, but it's just like it's different. Definitely, you know, sure. especially that's, it's out of your control. Too. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Especially for a kid, man. Yeah. Like that's tough on the on the mental aspect yeah. too. And then when you go home, I told my told my mom like I don't even want to go home. Like, I was like, mom, like, and as a kid, you don't know that it hurts your mom. Yeah, you nah, do know it down nah, with that no like, I mean? So, he's like, no, I want to stay out here, and I'll stay, stay and stay, and
0: it hurts. But, like, that's that's how you are as a kid. Yeah, as a kid, because, yeah, because yeah. you don't have it. So, it's like, even, like, when I when I lived with y'all, it was just like, damn, I have my own room. Like, the whole mm-hmm. basement area was, like, my little area. So, it was like, I had, like, the room, mm-hmm. and then there was, like, a little living room down there. And I was just sitting there like, dang, this is my first time having, like, my own space. So at that mm-hmm. point, we had... Um, five of us in the two bedroom apartment. and Then my dad took in one of my brother's, uh, you know, childhood friends because he, he, you know, he had a family tragedy or whatever. So we took him in for a while. So it was like six people in a two bedroom apartment. Mm-hmm. So it's like you don't have like the space. Every, the stuff's going on all over the time, like all over the all the time. So it's like when you have when you have, like first get a taste of it, you're just kind of like, No, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm like good. Wanna here. Yeah, like, you don't want to
2: you don't want to leave it because it's like that, like that fantasy world mm-hmm. basically.
1: Yeah, um, I know you mentioned you got hurt. You couldn't play AU junior mm-hmm. year. Uh, that obviously, I mean, you ended up doing really well, but it probably hurt at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you someone who like, did you look at rankings a lot? Did that hurt you? A that lot. you could, yeah. a lot. Because neither of you guys were five-star recruits or like McDonald's All-Americans. How mm-hmm. did that, what did that do for you mentally when you look back at it now? Because uh, you see a lot of dudes who are top 20 guys and mm-hmm. I have no idea what they're doing right now. Yeah,
0: man, for crazy. me, yeah, for me, I always used to stress because like I played with Team Taker, so we had like Stanford Robinson, who was like my wingman, um, who was like top sixty. Ishmael to Wayne URI, right?
2: huh? Went to URI, right? Went to
0: Indiana and transferred to uh, Rhode Island. Um, went. We had, had him. We had Ishmael Wayne Wright later in the he played with Ish where, too. Yeah, I played with Ish. Dang. Um, Ish went to Baylor, who was top twenty. Bj Anya, who was top twenty. Um, so those are like the the main guys. So yeah. I'm like, dang, like these guys got. Offers from over, you got Duke, Indiana, North Carolina, like NC State, like all these offers. I'm sitting there like, I'm trying to get my first offer. And so it's like, I'm looking at it, I'm just like, man, I got to get this, I got to get to this ranking, da 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 da. And it was just, it sucks and you but it's like you always look at it so it always kind of fuels you yeah. like when i was in high school like she, my girlfriend shannon she brings it up all the time like my screensaver was like a picture of i think it was slam magazine mm-hmm. it was like nate Britt was on the cover so i had that i had like an lg rumble 2 touch i remember exactly what phone it was <laughs> <that> the purple <laughs> one um i think it was the purple one yeah, yeah. so I, I had that as my background cuz i was like i was looking at that every day cuz i was just like this and I was in, and I went to school in D.C. and so he, him and Chris Inger were the man in D.C. and Gonzaga. So I'm like, all right, this is what I got to get mm-hmm. to. This is what I got to be. Yeah. So it's like, you know, at the end of the day, people say, "Oh, rankings don't matter. Rankings don't matter," and they really don't. You know, looking back at it, but it's hard to tell. A Fourteen, fifteen, sixteen year old kid talking about, yeah, sure. man, you, you you barely in the top 100. You know, it don't matter though. You're good. It's hard. It it sucks now though. Like nowadays, mm-hmm. I think we.
2: I hate to say it, like when I say we came up, like we were like, like we're old, like, but like <laughs> we came up, where like, it really just like started on social yeah, media, yeah, social like media it really media. just mm-hmm. started. So now it's like, like yeah, I was I was top 100 by the end of my high school career, but like, you know, you're looking like, all right, this kid's here. How is this kid here? And like now mm-hmm. you're stressing like this kid's this kid's trash. How is he ahead of me? You know what I mean? So you you constantly at gratification like you always as a kid mm-hmm. you want you want that you yeah. know what i mean a lot of kids take that approach where it's like i don't need it you know what i mean and i bet you guys like steph clay dame they'll tell you the same thing there are moments where they definitely wanted that mm-hmm. to be there you yeah. know obviously you don't have to but i think there's obviously always 15 16 17 you want to be like you want that ball's life mixtape you know what i mean mm-hmm. you do you want that you want that like video, like that's how that's how I was for for a little bit, and then it really got to a point once my senior year came around where I was like, "Fuck, I don't need it." Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and then I was like, "All right, I just have to prove." Because once you get to college, it starts all over. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And then when you get here, it starts all over. So I'm saying, like, you, it's 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 tough to tell a kid, "Don't pay attention to it," and especially nowadays where I be try, I try and see every kid I see that's in high school. I'm like, "Look, what are you ranked?" And like, I don't care. Like, you know I mean that yeah. won't mean nothing? Like, you I mean I tell them like. Every every kid I see, like, there's no point in even looking at it. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, you can. There's how many all stars in this league that haven't made the McDonald's All American game? It's you know crazy. what I mean? I could. I know a lot of kids in my class who I wanted yeah. to be just like. Yeah. I'm not gonna throw name names out there, but like, I wanted to be just. I wanted to be them. Mm-hmm. I wanted their. We get to the we get to the camps, you know, and they get favored because of their names. They, I mean, yeah. they get more gear because of their names. You know, I went to the. Under Elite 24 game And like Certain players are like In like extra pair of socks Or extra pair of shoes Just because of who they are And I'm like damn Like I'm this unknown kid Who just happens to be here Because he's on the Under Armour circuit So now like You always You want that uh-huh. You want that And now look Like you work You work You work And now you're here And a lot of those kids Aren't even in the, in the league uh-huh. Like even playing basketball anymore You know yeah. what I mean So like I wish Kids could know that that yeah. earlier age, you know what I'm saying? Like,
1: where it's like, you
2: don't like look at
1: this, like, yeah. you especially don't now. It. These kids are entering college with 500,000 followers, and yeah, you know, man, it's it's wild. It's, it's hard man. to fly under the radar, it's, it's hard. You can't, yeah. you can't find under it's
0: and, but it's also, it definitely hurts them too. Because you have guys like, um, who's supposed to be the man, you know, like Seventh Woods, like he, he, he yeah. was the dude, dunking dude in High dude School, fellow. was crazy, yeah, like yeah. you had those guys, and then, um, so you put all this pressure on them at that young age, and then because you know they might you know their path everyone's path is different but just cuz you think someone's amazing in 7th grade you put so much yeah. pressure on them it's mm-hmm. like they can still be good players but you put this put them on this pedestal this early so it's like oh he got to be the next bron or he got to be the next you know kobe or something it's like you can't put that on these kids at seventh, eighth, ninth grade like you're going to hurt you're going to hurt these kids you're going to stunt their growth because they like oh they got to always like that's what they gotta be. So yeah. you 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 can't give kids impossible shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Not everybody can be Zion. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like I hate to put that pressure on them too, but like he came in with all this hype and lived up to it. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Exactly. Not everyone can do that. Yeah. yeah. Not everyone has that mental capacity where it's like, I don't care what y'all think I am, what y'all got, and I'm gonna come in and, and kill. Mm-hmm. A lot of kids are like, I'm yada 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 and I'm the shit. Like yeah. this is this is my team, this is my school, I'm gonna run this. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, like that's how a lot of kids think. When you get that, yeah. Because I mean, now with the followers, obviously comes the girls. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like let's be like for <laughs> yeah. real. Like and yeah. now you're 18, and you got girls talking about like like yeah, I mean, all these things all that, you've yeah. never heard of at 18 years old. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that's where a lot of that like yeah. it goes crazy.
0: Yeah. yeah. Obviously, you got a lot of a lot of publicity right now with with Adidas and you know with with your shoe coming out. Um, and we we saw, uh, one of the Adidas videos they did. I think it was called uh, Determination Over Negativity. And, you know, at the beginning of that, you kind of talked about, like, you know, there was moments, you know, where you wanted to quit basketball, you know. know, So to kind of talk about, like, as a kid, those moments you're like, you're sitting there like, I don't even want to do this. I don't (laughs) want to do this shit no more. For
2: real. Um, It really happened in Louisville, to be honest with you. You know, shout out to Coach P. Like, man, there were days where it was like, I can't can't play. I can't Mm -hmm. do it. Like, that was like, and that's where he gets you to a point where he gets you so... Mm -hmm. In that world and then you, you snap. You can either go one of two ways really. You yeah. can either fall into it or you can kind mm-hmm. of find a way out of it. And I I give him credit because he makes you make that choice and it makes you feel that like, this is what you really want. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of coaches, especially not not a lot of coaches, want to do that. There's yeah. this few especially that now. Yeah. exactly that want to put a player through so much that he's never been through. Because like, a lot of kids are like a quit. Like yeah. Quit. Yeah. I mean, like a lot of kids are like that. So, you know, for me it was like, look, I came all the I came here to to be this I don't want to go home. I don't take the easy route out. I never have. I've been through so much as far as being told I couldn't do things. Like I was mm-hmm. told I shouldn't go to private school; it wouldn't be good for me. I was told I shouldn't go to Brewster because mm-hmm. I wouldn't play. I was told I wouldn't go to shouldn't go to Louisville. So now it's like, if I'm at Louisville and things aren't going my way, and I come back home, I'm proving everybody right, and everybody's right. Everybody's happy that I'm back home because they were right about me. So now yeah. it's like, all right, what am I? Which which route am I going to go to? Am I going to? So that's when it really became. And that's when that summer hit, my freshman summer, going into my sophomore year. That's when it was like I started to work. I started to be in the gym every day. My friends would go out, I'd be in the gym, just because I knew that everybody else was out partying. Now I'm I'm like, all right, cool. And then Coach P started to see that. Then he started to push me more and more. And now it's like, all right, like, that don't phase me no more. Like I I know what I got to do. I know I got to work and know I got to get up to those points. But those nights are tough. Yeah. Like those nights where you really can like thinking about like, is this. Is this what you want? Like you know, I mean, you talk about the league. You watch these guys. You watch Kobe. You watch Brown. You watch KD. You watch all these dudes, and they've all hit a similar spot where it's mm-hmm. like, "Do you want this? Yeah. You know, do you want this?" I mean, if you do want this, how badly do you want it? Yeah. You know. And I think you know. Even in year three, I think we got to make another push. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I think and you you know that. I think we're at a point where it's like, all right, like you, know, you had two
0: years. Yeah. Now it's like now okay, you gotta
2: Now you got to make that another push, and then. I mean, obviously every year is a push, but like you have, now you have that adjustment. You got to show that you
0: learn. Okay. The first two years you learned and now it's like, now you got, there's no more like, oh, we got to wait. No. Now it's like, you got to start, you got to start really performing. Yeah, exactly. Um, Do you feel
1: like coming into a new situation? Do you feel that, that pressure to perform?
0: um, Not really. Just because um, at the end of the day, you know, like I said, there's. We're, we're so blessed cause we get to play basketball for a living. So I don't want to call, call that pressure. Um, Dame said something about that this year. Yeah. I mean, yeah. cause at, at the end of the day we play a game and we love playing mm. this game and we get um, compensated very well to be mm. playing the game for, for, you know, so that's what we do. So it's like, you can't put that in the same situation of um, like your parents growing up, my parents growing up, you know, your parents, that everyone has, you know different um, situations. So, you know, you, I don't want to say pressure, but I feel I feel Refreshened I I guess I would say just because, obviously, you know, you you know, there was a lot of ups and downs. Um, My my first year at the the Lakers organization, I was blessed to be a part of it. Fortunate uh, enough for them to draft me, um, you know, as a first round pick. But you know, now it's like I get I get a fresh start um, with a a new young team with a fresh uh, front office who are excited, who's been making great moves and great uh, changes from the past front office. So for me, I, it, it, there's no pressure. For me, it's like, okay, now I get to go here, have fun playing basketball, hoop, and, you know, make noise. And we're, we're a young team. And I think we can be really good. Um,
1: and no state income tax.
0: And no, yeah, 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 that, <laughs> that, I say that good 7%, baby. Um, but, you yeah, know, nah, so it's more just, a fresh start and you know just go back to having fun playing basketball yeah. so i think that's the the biggest stuff the media ain't that crazy either yeah the media. and obviously we'll have we we'll have zion and the media oh yeah you, zion so i yeah, so yeah, we the <laughs> same yeah we we'll still have some media but um in la you get what you look for so if you're looking for the media and you're looking to be hollywood and you're looking to do those things you'll find it but for mm-hmm. me you know you know, you know me and you live with me, yeah. so you know I am. I hang out with the dogs. I play video games. I do stuff like that. And I get a lot of shit for playing video games. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this dude plays video games, da da, da. It's like, like I, I do everything I'm supposed to do on the court. I, if you see me play, I bust my ass. I dive on the floor for loose balls. I jump over, you know, front row chairs. Not that many people in the league mm-hmm. do that. No. So I put everything I can onto the court. So when I'm off the court, I want to relax. No, that's that's how I am. So it's like, if y'all going to talk shit about me playing video games. You've also turned it into a, I mean, you've Uh turned it into bread. I'll tell you, I'm like, video games have made the pockets a little nice. Um, (laughs) 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 Um, But, you know, for me, it's like, you just, you can't feed into it. Because if you do feed into it, um, even, you know, at the high points, you know, it's all good. But when you start, you know, if you hit um, a low point, uh the media will bury you and i think that's the the downside of the you know playing in la love doing that boy yeah (laughs) love killing yeah love killing you
1: um don since you've gone to utah and probably before this just haven't like read as much about it but you've had a lot of kind of moments come out where you're you know uh you're getting tickets to a fan so you could ask Mm -hmm. a girl out or you're you know buying someone's or iphone repair in the apple store um we don't see a lot of guys doing that. Does that come from just kind of being that that kid growing up where you're feeling out of place and you wish someone would have done that yeah, for you? Yeah, a hundred
2: percent. You know, you know how easy it would have been to finally get the girl of my dreams in high school, if I or college, if I yeah. had had known an NBA player. So next take, like, yo, let me get some tickets. Like, yeah. you know what I mean. Like, and he did end up getting a date too, so it worked out perfectly. Like she ended up going, I think it was like prom or homecoming nice. or something with him, so it ended up working. But like, you know, for me, it was like I was a fan two years ago. You know, like. Mm-hmm. People see me as this athlete, whatever, but I'm still like a kid. Yeah, you know what I mean, like I still, I'm still childish. And I'm always like that. So for me, like this is is new to me. So like, it's still fresh, and I don't want it to ever change. You know, I want it to ever. Like I said, I want to stay the same. Like I would do this up until the end of my career. You know, what I mean, I don't, I don't plan on changing it. And for me, a lot of my stuff is centered around like kids and and stuff like that. Like you know, um, obviously to do with the iPhone. First of all, it's crazy that Apple. If the Apple makes a mistake repairing your phone, you don't pay, pay for it. Yeah. That's that's ridiculous. So I hope to, hope to see that's That's insane because dude obviously didn't have the money for it, nor did he understand what was going on. Yeah. So I was like listening because I'm out here getting my phone fixed, and I'm listening, and I'm like, man, like, like that's wild. And I asked the lady, I'm like, so you're telling me because you guys made a mistake on repairing his phone that yeah. like he has to pay, I think, it was like $200 more? Mm-hmm. And he looked all, like, sad, and I was like, man, don't worry. Like, I got it. Like, even though know, it wasn't nothing like, nothing crazy like nothing like a whole planned event it was just like that's ridiculous like, yeah. i got it so i just try to keep that same mindset because i would do it because i know coming up like we talked about at a private school like my friends have did that for me you know my friends would notice like if i'm not eating or notice yes. if i'm like doing things be like no worry i got it for you mm-hmm. you know so every chance i every even when i take them out to eat like it's like no y'all i'm paying for nothing i don't care how much money y'all have like y'all took care of me like you mean y'all helped me out when i needed it so for me that's how I treat people, you yes. know what I mean? If you need help or need something, or if, as far as shoes, like I get shoes for free. It's mm-hmm. so like, there's no point in high, hogging and yeah. keeping them. I mean, like I know a kid would die to, to get a pair of shoes, you know, so for me, yes. it's like, that's that's easy. That's easy for me to do that because it's something I've always wanted as a kid. The
0: the thing I, I think is special about you and the thing that I love about you is obviously how good of a guy you are. And for, you know, to be in the NBA, to be in the position that you are now who, you know, the Last two years, you you had amazing years. Um, But I think the Utah fan incident—it was was like okay. One, obviously, you know, you were my guy, so it's like I like what you stood for, you know, before that. But Mm -hmm. then after that, it was like, wow, this kid is special. And and don't get me wrong, a lot of people, um, you know, talked about that. But it was just the fact that you know, you got a twenty-three-year-old kid. Mm -hmm. This isn't a um 33 year old vet who's been in the league for 10 12 15 years this is a kid who's halfway into his second year Mm. who's 23 years old a baby compared to a lot of other (laughs) other nba players to go out and kind of take the stance that you took um was amazing to see for myself i'm sure um and i'm in the league so it's like Mm. you know your peers think that of you so it's like you can only imagine what little kids think of you i think you're an amazing role model for those guys you're a role model for myself um so just kind of talk about that incident, and obviously that hit home for you just being um i don't know what utah people are called utahian or something i don't know what the utahns called. yeah utahns I, some, hope that, I hope <laughs> i hope i'm right utah, <laughs> you know, i could be wrong i think, yeah, it's, I think yeah, it's utah, just yeah. talk about that incident and just talk about you know the aftermath and how you you felt and what you Mm -hmm. wanted to do, obviously, with Spider Cares and those kind of things?
2: Well, first, you know, with that incident, um, I want people to notice, like, this ain't, that ain't Utah, Mm -hmm. you know, like, that ain't, that's one idiot, you know what I mean? Like, that is, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? That's not the people that support us on a daily basis, you know what I mean? Obviously, there have been several several interactions with Russ, you know, last year in the playoffs, Mm -hmm. stuff like that, but, you know, that's not, the majority of the fan base, yeah. you know what I mean. So, I want to start off with that. But like for me, it was like, you know, it's a situation where it's bigger than basketball. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You look at the same thing happened with Kyle Lowry in the in the, yeah, in, the, the play, in the finals. So, my thing is, that let's flip it. Like, let's say, let's say the dude and Russ or the guy and Kyle are in the street, just mm-hmm. like, walking down the street. You know, does that same incident happen? You know what I mean, does that same stuff? No. I mean, like, do you... does the guy push Kyle Lowry if? Or excuse me, can Kyle Lowry push the guy if he walk if he walked into the dude's office mm-hmm. without right. getting arrested? I mean, I'm not saying the guy should be arrested, but you get what I'm saying? Yeah, like, sure. It's his office. So like now, it's like this is this is our office, and mm-hmm. I think for me, my biggest thing was that look, this can't, this isn't acceptable in my opinion. So I went, I made sure I was like the first one to say something because you know that's a big deal. This isn't like something to look over. That's that's not something that's not cool. You know, mm-hmm. we've worked as African American men in this sport. We've worked so hard. Not some like, like even even in the sport, but also in life. In life yeah. You know what I mean? And we we have ways to go, obviously. But like we have worked so hard to be here, you know, and to not be treated with respect. Like they came to like the guy came to watch, Russ play. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. still doing that. So that's where it's like, all right, like I'm like I feel a different way about that. And then also through my foundation, like I just equality is my biggest thing, you know. And I like I said, going to private school, being one of the only black kids there in a And probably one of the few minorities there, Mm -hmm. it was like it opens your eyes to so many different things at an early age. So when you get to certain instances in life, it's like this is familiar. You've been here, you know it, you understand it a little bit better than some people do because some people are ignorant on both sides. You know, some people are like, just say whatever the, you know, you got it. We need my foundation. We take a step back and process everything and look at it and say, okay, like, look. That incident happened. How are we going to change that? We can't change it in one day. No. You know, it's not mm-hmm. going to change by next season. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So now, how do we get guys throughout the league, you know, standing up and voicing their opinion? And I didn't say anything to 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 Bron and those guys, but I was like, oh, we're working on finding ways in the league to have a group where it's like we f- we focus on instances like this. Mm-hmm. So when you see guys like like Bron, like Steph, like Clay. Uh, who else? I think it was, I think uh, Kyle came out and the system immediately. Like, that's what we need. You know, we need that voice and then Commissioner Silver coming out and saying what he's saying. Like, that's what we need is this league and, you know, and I think I'm playing a small role that I think that everyone can play their own role into helping that and helping people change their views from us being as just, obviously, we're always going to be idols to to people and kids but we're humans too. Mm -hmm. You know, we're humans first and that's, that's, that's really what it is. So, that's that incident really brought it out like look this is not a basketball this is not a jazz versus okc thing this is a a black versus white thing and that's Mm -hmm. where it hit home for me that's why i was like look like that's unacceptable and i wanted that to be known not just in utah but throughout the entire world really Mm -hmm. like that that this isn't cool and we have to fix it and i think we're as a league i think we're doing a great job of it you know we're doing a lot of things behind the scenes that people don't see that are really starting to change you know how people Act when they come to games. Mm -hmm. For sure.
1: Yeah. I think we see a lot of guys, uh, you know, they want to be at like a big market team. They want to be in the LAs or the New Yorks. Mm -hmm. You're an example of someone who's not in a big market, but you're making the most of your situation. Uh, you're becoming one with the community and you're really owning it. So what I guess what would you say to to someone who who would argue against that? Um I mean,
2: I say it like this. For me, as a twenty two year old I'm twenty two by the way. I mean, I'll take twenty three, but I'm twenty two. When are you 23? Oh, you turned 20. Yeah, 20 September. this summer. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. September 7th. Yeah, because yeah, you're 96. It's September 7th, yeah, yeah. 96. I'm, I'm, getting, baby. I'm getting old. Yeah.
2: I'm, maybe, but I'm getting old. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I, got the, I got the beer growing in and all that. So, But no, I would say, like, I grew up around New York. I grew yeah. up around the big media. I grew up around all that stuff. And I don't need that. Like, I mean, like, I don't need that. I need to focus on my game. So when i not even saying, like, when things change, I, like, I'm saying, like, that's what I need to focus on. And yeah. being in Utah, they allow me one to be me. I'm saying like, allow me to be the kid like that I am. You know what I mean? Like if I'm out to eat, you know, they'll say, nice to meet you and leave it alone. Like, you know, if I go down the street and I use, I use New York as an example, yeah. like, cause I'm there. But like, if I go down the street, it's like, I need this
1: picture. I need this. I need yeah. it. I can always following you. We can't go to dinner without the paparazzi out, out front. Okay. I
2: went to Craig's oh, yeah. the other day, like six o'clock. I didn't. I didn't it know up. it was like that. Yeah, it's crazy. That's for me. Like you don't need all that. Like yeah. I want to just in Utah. It's a place where it reminded me of Louisville, where it's like okay, they treat us like we are like saints, and it's yeah. amazing. Like it's it's a beautiful feeling, and I appreciate it, and I love it. But at the end of the day, we walk off the court, and it's like. Like you guys got your space you know what Mm -hmm. i mean i can go sit on the mountain i sat next to a family before we played okc last year like on the it's called enzymes peak and i just sat up there on a mountaintop just sitting next to a family just talking to them you know nothing wild nothing crazy Mm -hmm. but it was just like like that's cool to be able to be like that that normal and i think that's that's where that's where i come from you know and i gotta tell people like all the time like if you need that going out life and all that like Seasons seven months, eight months long. You know what I mean? You got, you can't go out eight months straight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like, yeah. you, like what do you mean? Like sure, people like make fun of Utah nightlife, but it's actually like it's dope. Like I, I love it. Yeah. I love everything about being in Utah, and I, I don't, I'll never change it. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's like you don't, I don't need the big market to be happy. You know what I mean? You yeah. don't need to be that. And I think I look at a guy like Dame, who's this, who's very similar. It was like he doesn't look what he's turned portland into and look what he's turned himself into yeah. and he hasn't stepped outside of that you know what i mean look, john stockton carl malone is the same like guys like that like you don't need to leave to be something big like like i consider it like going to a big college versus a small college yeah yeah you know you don't need to go like they get, they will find you if you can mm-hmm. hoop, you know what i'm saying yeah. so that's pretty much where i mean look at milwaukee it's the same way mm-hmm. i mean you don't yeah. need
1: that to, to be elite yeah not super loyal dudes um i went I think not this past season, but the season before, I went to the playoff game when you guys had Houston at home. I think it was game one. This past year or the year before? The year before. And it was one of the loudest arenas yeah. I've been in the league. Oh,
2: no, Utah's top like, five. Like nobody
1: was too cool to cheer. No, Utah's like, top five. Top,
2: and everyone when, shows up on time.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> everyone <Staples laughs> doesn't up. fill nah, up nah, till. You don't know. fill okay. up so, yeah. I'll say this first. I'll say I'm, I'm going to blame the LA traffic on that. I ain't going to yeah. blame <laughs> the, traffic. I'm gonna blame. But not nah, the, the Utah, I saw this like f- top 5 we you're talking about just fan base wise, yeah. who's just. Brings it every, every game yeah. It's loud You got Toronto mm-hmm. Utah OKC um, Portland Portland oh, yeah. um, Who was the other There was one other one I had I forgot who it was i get
2: give the Knicks They credit this past year I know they weren't good But like their fans Maybe it was just our game Maybe it's because I, I knew my friends were there But like it was It was it was solid. I, I could be wrong. Uh, I know you, but yeah, you were there. Yeah, you no, know, it was good. When y'all, when but what's like, his name, blocked Brown shot, yeah. they went crazy over yeah. there. Like, it was it's seemed...
0: good. But those, like those four, like it's, it's, a, it's different. Wild, yeah. it's different. It's like a college. It's like a college like, team. College, like you, you go to like a big, a blue, like a big a blue college collar game, yeah, it's, and it's like the fans are into it, chance all that, like that's how those they got, are. Yeah, and I, yeah. and it's, I mean, playing against them, it's like you, you one, you hate it, kind of. But then two is always as a competitor. Like I love this. So when I, if we win, they we shutting their ass yeah. up. But mm-hmm. I can like just playing, um, and having that like, that's like your sixth man having mm-hmm. that on you. Like it's yeah. crazy. Um, when, when you
1: guys played in Louisville uh, sophomore year when you won, I was there for that. Mm-hmm. By the
0: way, yeah, you were there? The I, was the, I was in the crowd for that.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Yum Center is crazy. Yeah, I remember no. that. No, that was I, my fan. Fan. Yeah. I was that so
2: mad. was so mad, boy. Why? Cause we got we got banned that year, so I had to sit there and watch. Uh, you was so I was sitting there just yeah, like well, I, was I was watching. I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Nah, that was dope. That was dope.
0: Um, you have you know your shoes about to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, uh, congrats on crazy. that. That's an uh, amazing, Damn. um, thing for you. I have one question before I go into you know the the shoe and that. Do you feel like the winning the slam dunk championship was Big for you in terms of exposure because yeah. I would be, before that you were you were doing your thing, mm. but you know it's small, that was part of the small market thing. Yeah. But once you did that, you won the dunk contest All Star Weekend in L.A. All the lights, all yeah, the cameras was, on you. You're going against Larry Nance Jr. who, who just who was, left, yeah, and you yeah, were yeah, who uh, just uh, left uh, reserve, weren't you? Like yeah, yeah, I got um, yeah, I, didn't, I, I, didn't, I had two weeks to prepare for yeah it. that. And then you had you know Dennis Smith. He brought Cole mm-hmm. out. No, that uh, was this year.
2: No, that was then. He brought Cole out this year. Oh, that
0: was this year. The first year okay. he, he did. By himself. Exposure-wise, you think yeah. that just I think had that you changed.
2: Pop. That changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so thankful because I only really only prepared two dunks. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the last one, the dunk I wanted with, I didn't make for a whole half a year. <laughs> So like I was like you know what I'm probably not gonna get to this point. Let me just I, yeah, if, that, if that happens, go for gold. I bought mm-hmm. the Vince Carter jersey an hour and a half before the dunk contest <laughs> from like a Dick's Sporting Goods. I had my <laughs> agent go run and get it like just just in case. So it was like I was like man like would not happen. Everything and then on top of that, so we came in the All Star game with a 13 game winning streak. Mm-hmm. So we were to talk uh, talk hey, of the league. Problem. I had won the dunk contest, so now everything was going up, and now like we went from being a lottery team to like we might be in the playoffs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we had just lost Gordon, so everyone kind of wrote us off to start the year. So now it was kind of like, all right, like my followers went up, my mentions, my my mom and sister like tw- texted me, "Oh my god, look what's on Twitter! This look what's on Twitter! That look what's on Instagram! This." Um, and that's when things really kind of took off, took off for me, and I'm I'm very blessed to be able to have that. So that was my favorite part of All Star Weekend.
0: Mm-hmm. And I was, I was, I was watching it, and it, for me, I hated it because I was in this, I would, I didn't hate that you wanted. I hated me being in there because I was, I was watching because mm-hmm. I was cool with you and I was cool with Larry. Nance. Also, like, kind of like yeah, and it's like, and I'm with, um, sitting next to, um, with Haley, mm-hmm. um, who's uh Larry's wife now, and I'm and your mom's there and all mm-hmm. that. I'm just sitting there like, I don't want to cheer for anyone too much. <laughs> I'm like, you know, it was just, it was just weird. Um, to see, but um, oh, shout out—we got Pelican, got JJ Redick. You know yeah, what I mean? We got a shooter. Now. You know, don't oh, your podcast, lying. brother? Nah, yeah, pod, yeah, we got, yeah. Hey, JJ, we want to do a. I, I'll go your podcast, pod you for pod. Mind, yeah, pod for pod. Um, that's that's a solid pickup for us. You yeah, know, it's solid. If, as as y'all can tell, obviously now listening or watching on YouTube. Um, you free that? agency is?
2: Am I, am I missing positive. that? I'm seeing it on Twitter. It just happened. Oh, I, yeah, see, I see, I see, I see. It it just, we,
0: uh, free agency just started, so we. Just to let you guys know, we might have to cut the podcast a little bit short. You know, Dom might have to go do some, some recruiting some meetings, and some uh, some, some no, stuff going on. So, going talk about your shoe, what it means for you, what it meant for you to be able to have ability to have your own shoe. Obviously, as a kid, that's what you want. And then, obviously, Adidas. Yeah. You know, they I don't want to say they dropped a lot of guys, <sighs> but they don't they don't have as many guys in the league now. It's like they're really focusing on their heavy hitters, um, Dame James Harden, um, Chris Stapps. Chris Stapps. Yeah, Kristaps, mm-hmm. um, and then you. Mm-hmm. So it's like one, you're an elite company. Mm-hmm. Um, you you have you're one of four guys that got a shoe, um, a signature shoe with Adidas. And you know, just talking about your upbringing, doing all that, you could, you say, you talking about you didn't have shoes like yeah, that. Now I you're like, have, I have, now my name's, now little kids gonna be running around exactly. talking about, I want, I want,
1: I want the spiders. <laughs> like,
0: talk about that because obviously that's amazing. You know, they had, you know, there's a story, they they ripped up your your first, your first yeah. shoe contract. They yeah, ripped that yeah, up. Yeah. It was like, nah, this, 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 this is your new, new one. one.
2: This is the new one. Um, So yeah, we were at, uh we were at Boa mm-hmm. when I found out. Great restaurant. We were at Boa. Um, king, the king crab gnocchi. <laughs> uh,
0: amazing. I think they took it off the menu. But anyways, honest,
2: I don't even know what I, I ate. <laughs> I remember was like there was a cake that had my had uh had issue one on it. Like and that was like the that's my yeah. announcement. That's mm-hmm. when I was like like no no way. Like are you serious? Did like you have the, any
0: idea or was it just no? Nah,
2: hey. It was like I knew the contract was being renegotiated, mm-hmm. but then it, I didn't know what came with that. What's so that? then it was like, All right, I got my shoes, so I'm stuck. Like mm-hmm. I had I known for a year. So now it's like you know what I mean, like if I know like I'm like shit, I can't tell nobody, I can't mm-hmm. say nothing. I tweeted it once mm-hmm. Cause it was playing like a planned tweet like mm-hmm. you know and the people were like maybe 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 and i'm like ah, uh, yeah I'll i don't know after that too yeah, yeah. yeah, Actually, yeah all yeah. i said
0: was i need a pair <laughs> I'm, at, I'm at nike i'm just like dog i need a pair
2: so i was like he gonna act stupid what you talking about bro i was like i don't know what you're talking oh, about you know
0: i was like hey like,
2: <laughs> that was that was the, that was the plan though like tell mm-hmm. tech, put it out there and then kind of just you know, yeah. let it go away yeah. so to have it man it's such a blessing and i thank adidas you know for taking that chance you know on me you mm-hmm. know obviously you don't have to after two years but you know um i'm not one to like pick out and design it and all that stuff so like i was like look just show me the shoe and i'll say yes or no like you know mm-hmm. if i like it and the first one they put out there it's the first one i, I chose i uh-huh. actually got i got them on i put yeah, them on the table and i said boy you look good I'm, put, I'm gonna put them on the table after i'm done but like, <laughs> nah like
1: um has the public seen what they look like yeah they okay. come out tomorrow
2: thought, they come out tomorrow that's what the event was for uh, yeah mm-hmm. 10 30 eastern 7 30 pacific where can um, they get them adidas so Check my Instagram page. Well, you'll know already, but, like, that's, that's – it's, it's huge, man. I'm really blessed. Like I said, you went from having, you know, messing your shoes up, you know, and now it's like I have too many that I can even keep in my house. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So now it's like this is so crazy to me. It's so – even to this day, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's still like, you know, you've gotten over that you in the – like, not gotten over, but you've understood that you're in the league now. Yeah. Like, you've gotten to that point. Yeah. Like, so I'm basically like restarting that all over again with mm-hmm. the shoe, yeah. like yeah. that's where I'm at. So like yeah. this, this is still like, holy shit, like this is my this is mine, like this. Mm-hmm. Kids have my different colors. My phone is going off nonstop talking about, can I get a pair, can I get a pair? Like it's like, mm-hmm. it's it's so, it's wild. <laughs> I mean like it's wild and it's just basically going over, like it's like getting drafted all over again. Like it's like, you that feeling you get and it's like, man, but on top of that, I'm glad it happened after this because now it's like, okay, I have two years of knowing that, you know, you can live and you can be like in the in a fairy tale land with the shoe, but now it's like there's so much responsibility that comes with it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like you can have a shoe and be confident, content, and cool with that, or you can have a shoe and be like, look, I'm trying to get two, three, four, five, six, seven. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm who I think it's only three guys that have twelve yeah. pairs of shoes. Make them guys. retro 'em, you know. I mean, like exactly. Like that's that's the yeah. goal, like to get to twelve. So mm-hmm. like now I gotta do a I have a lot more work to do on the court mm-hmm. to even get to that point and yeah. hopefully after this season they rip it up again we do another yeah Yeah. like that's that's the goal like you know it's one thing to be cool with it i'm happy and i'm blessed but now i'm trying to like look i'm trying to go get even more and and do even more at
1: the event uh on was this saturday Saturday, you were like this isn't the end this is the Mm -hmm. beginning that was really cool um what do you think? Lighthearted ten, yeah, you I know,
0: know. We, yeah, we're gonna let him He's go do some, some, some recruiting you know. stuff to do. <laughs> like, you know, I'm in the West, so don't do too much recruiting. But we'll let you get <laughs> nah, this stuff. Let's keep the podcast stuff. going a little bit longer. <laughs> <I'm saying>. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we're gonna we go for another hour. But no, um, so this is something that we do at the end of every episode. Just called a lighthearted ten. Just ten kind of rapid fire, quick questions, and just kind of have fun with it. So, um, started off with, what's your biggest pet peeve?
2: Oh man, biggest pet peeve. I was just going over this the other day. I hate people who don't turn with their blinkers. Oh, I can't I stand them. that. Cause I I drive a little fast. Yeah, to yeah. So like if you do it, it puts me in danger because I'm like, yo, you just yeah. you know, I don't like that. Um I got another one, but I, I gotta think about it. Like, nah, biggest right? fear. Flying. Yes. Pick the wrong job, bro. Yeah, about yeah. say, yeah, boy, bro. we fly all the time. But like we fly with like a damn near a bed. You know I mean like you put the okay. chair back yeah. in the like so yeah, it's yeah. different you don't feel the turbulence I should say my biggest fear is turbulence that's what I should okay. say okay I, I can fly I've gotten to that point where I can fly now um what was your favorite cartoon growing up SpongeBob's the easy answer but I'm gonna say probably Courage the Cowardly Dog he, just, he didn't say much he was just like wow that shit
0: was so creepy to me bro. Exactly. That's, that's, up? That's, like, that's, that's, was that creepy. was my first
2: scary movie really that's true That was my That's first great movie Like those little monsters that, that I was, watch it
0: now And I'm like yo Like this is I think it was supposed to like I think it was like Supposed to be Through like a dog's eyes Of like It was like him leaving the house Or like his yard Or something It was like mm-hmm. something like that That was supposed to be like It was based off of Something like that It was It know. was weird dude. Childhood
1: celebrity crush Zendaya To this day <laughs> To this day <laughs> <laughs> To this day I ain't gonna lie I got to a lot this.
0: of this, I just got a new celebrity crush So Are you allowed to say it or no? um it was always it was making good growing up yeah then margot robbie and then lately has been kalani i love kalani the same I'm i of saw that. some day the other day i was very excited very, Ooh, at the spider-man I'm premiere oh, oh man. Yeah. good um oh it's my turn what superpower do you want transport like tra- transport. teleport teleport Tele- Transport.
1: transport. Okay. teleport if you could switch lives for any with anyone for a day who would it be Hmm. For one day,
2: um, probably. sheesh,
0: Come back to me. that one. What profession other than yours would you like to attempt? I feel like Baseball. I an answer. Yeah. Baseball I for sure. It. Yeah.
1: Who would play you in the Donovan Mitchell movie? Kevin Hart, because I think I'm the funniest dude in the world. <laughs> I think I'm the funniest dude ever. You have to get creative with the camera angles. Yeah,
0: you got to. <laughs> you got to. Um, what is the current? What is the title of the current chapter of your life? Wow, issue one. Issue one. I would say issue one <laughs> issue for one. sure.
1: I like that one. Get your merch. No, I was kidding.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, if heaven exists, what do you want to hear God say when you arrive? Did a great job. I think that'd be that be yeah you know you lived your life to the fullest
0: for the fan that's listening or watching or whatever just tell them real quickly how you got the nickname Spider
2: so when I was younger my my teammates dad um, gave all of us nicknames mm-hmm. and I was at the front of that Diamond Press the one two two and i was like or one two one whatever it was mm-hmm. uh and i used to get a lot of steals so he used to say i was like quote unquote spinning my web his, his he would say that exactly you know like i was spinning my web so he kept calling me spider and it was like that from eight Kyle. from eight years nine years old all the way up to this year works it's out amazing. perfect
0: it worked out perfectly especially this year with the oh, yeah. with the movie yeah. man it the commercial commercial man like
2: tom tom holland it, it, we're, we're, we're cool now like uh-huh. that's that was that was dope. Tom and Jake are great people. Great make sure y'all go see the movie coming out July sec second, I believe. Second. Make sure y'all watch it, man. It's so it's so dope. Like it's 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 uh I can't give away too much, but it's it's, uh, nah, it's awesome. We'll we
0: do it. So um we'll let you go do some recruiting. So thank you so much for, mm-hmm. for, for being you. on. Appreciate um it. it's a pleasure to talk to you and just you know, for the fans to, to see um, obviously, they see the competitive aspect of you, but just to gain more knowledge about who you are, where you came from, and just how you know how good of a person you are. So I guess we'll end it with that. My advice for you—I'm not—I don't really give advice at all. But my advice for you would be three words: Don't ever change. Be who you are, and you do that, you're you're gonna go so much further than you already are in life. So man, thank on you on and off the court. On. I
2: appreciate it, man. Definition. Appreciate y'all for real. Thank yeah you. man, thank you.
1: Thank you.